All right, everybody. Uh, another episode of Positively Charged Wrestling with uh, your lovely host, Brayden, and, uh, and Josh. What's up, guys? So, a lot, a lot to cover. Um, quite a bit. So, we're going to kind of go rapid fire a little bit. Um and hit some high spots uh, as as we look back to the past week and a half, roughly, uh, because there was a lot of new newsworthy stuff that uh, took place. Um, so AEW had another pay per view last Saturday. Uh, I did actually purchase that. We're going to get to that. Uh, before that, and yet again, we're just kind of hitting some high spots. Um, Pac and Kenny Omega had a, a 30 minute Iron Man match on free TV. I thought this was, was pretty darn good. Um, Omega picks up a victory there, uh, as it goes into overtime. Um, also on the go home show. Before Revolution, we had a uh, a little bit of um, a, a really well done sit down interview between the Young Bucks uh, and Omega and Page, and we're certainly going to touch more on those guys in a little bit. We had a weigh in with uh, Moxley and Jericho that ended in a brawl. I really like how. Uh, first off, <clears throat> this is going to be an AEW heavy show. Uh, just fully transparent. Uh, I've already to to the audience. I've already prepared Josh for this. Not not that I am that guy that's just anti WWE, but I'll be entirely honest. This is a positive show, and quite frankly, AEW has been more positive. Not saying that WWE is a dumpster fire by no means. We will find some positive stuff, but I think you would agree, Josh, that WWE has been a little questionable. <laughs> yeah. Um, it seems like they're, they're, I don't know what's going on. They're, they're changing some stuff last minute and switching yep. stuff around. And uh, hopefully since we're only a few weeks away from mania, they get their idea where they're going and, you know, Hopefully, we actually have a WrestleMania with this coronavirus thing. I've I've been hearing they they're saying they're going to proceed forward, but uh, yeah, that's still it. Still, would not surprise me if it uh, if it got delayed. So I've heard mention of that as well. Uh, just want to take this opportunity to say, wash your hands, people. Wash your hands. <laughs> yes. Um, for for sure, uh, not not making light of the situation at all. I mean, this is crazy no, stuff, mean, but it, it is. But uh, but no, it, it is going to be a an AEW heavy show this week. We are going to cover some WWE, but um, it's they, quite frankly, yeah, WWE's been uh, a little bit questionable. But uh, anyhow, um, yeah, what I, what I was going to say there before we. Went off in the weeds a little bit. Uh, I like how AEW has handled their their title builds 
in the sense that, uh, okay, for instance, they had a weigh-in here instead of a contract signing. They, I've not seen, I think they did have a contract signing, but it was done without someone going through a table. I think Cody and Jericho done that. Yes. So that that's kind of refreshing um, because over the years, contract signing has turned into somebody's going through a table. So, um, so moving on, <clears throat> I actually want to circle back to, to revolution. Um, we'll, uh, also, well, first off, I guess we need to get to super showdown. Um, and I mean, the big story, there was two big title changes, Miz and Morrison won the tag titles. That, that's not a tremendous surprise. The big surprise is, well, the Fiend is is beatable. Um, so Goldberg, at 53 years old, <laughs> even though he looks like 35 still. Uh, sure, he's in great shape. He is. He is. Uh, he's the, uh, he beat the Fiend. And now we have... Roman Reigns and uh, Goldberg for the title. Um, what's your thoughts on this? Um, well, <laughs> I understand why they did it. Uh, I think we we talked about this about uh, uh, if if Reigns beat the Fiend at Mania, it was just going to backfire and set us back with Roman Reigns. You know, uh, nobody would buy into it, and and he'd get booted out of the building again because. I don't know, put him up against that gimmick, which everybody's enjoying, you know, it would, it would get the opposite reaction that they're wanting. Um, I have an interesting take on this and and it's not, I don't think the problem really is Goldberg beating the Fiend for the title. I think the problem really is the Fiend shouldn't have had the belt to begin with. Yeah, I agree. He didn't need it. Exactly. And we talked about that uh, on here is, they painted themselves in the corner. It, it was kind of cool that he got it, but how do you get it off of him? Yeah, I, I think that's the bigger problem. And, and I think they just had the decision <clears> to, <throat> okay, let's just do this because that'll get Reigns and Fiend separate. We'll get two different matches out of it. Uh, they gave Goldberg the, pot, the, the push there, the belt, because, I mean, you know, Goldberg's one of those legends that he's going to show up. He's going to do his thing. Then he's going to disappear for a while. And by the time he comes back, even though people are booing him because he's uh, beat the Fiend for the title, when he comes back, nobody's going to be thinking about that, you know, because it'll be reset. That's that's how the Legends things kind of work when they pop back up. You know, it's like, oh, there he is again. Let's see what he does. Okay, now he's going away again. And if, I don't know, I, I'm, I assume Reigns is still going to get some boos at Mania beating Goldberg, but I think the fact maybe that they're already booing Goldberg for beating the Fiend, maybe... I don't know. Maybe uh, that's going to lighten it, at least from what it would have been if he had yeah. beat the team. So, so I, uh, I, I understand the reasoning, but it, and and you mentioned you know two different matches out of it. Well, we get John Cena returning on SmackDown. Um, oh, and before I forget, Undertaker uh, appeared at Super Showdown to, to presumably set up his uh, match with AJ Styles. And I'll be honest, I'm. I'm somewhat excited about that match. Uh, I think 
I think Styles could actually get a decent match out of Taker at this stage. Um, so, so I'm if if they go that route, I, I think it would. Uh, I, I'm somewhat excited about it. So, I, I'm interested in it, and I'm liking the build to it too because we're not only are we getting Styles and Taker, we're getting a mini Styles and Aleister Black feud along the way. Yes, which to me, I mean, that's that's awesome. We're getting two. Two feuds with Styles going, and and the, I mean, I'm interested in both aspects, you know. And and I'm wondering if uh, Black is going to get the rub from Taker. Is this is this uh, dark and mysterious character? I don't know. That that, that would be. I would pop for that. That could be where we're going. Uh, maybe it may not even be a one on one match at Mania. It might be uh, Taker and uh, Black against uh, the OC. Book it. Let's go. Uh, that way, that way, you know, <laughs> it don't all fall on Taker of, you know, can he still go and stuff? You know, he gets his moment at Mania, you know, which it's Undertaker, trust Mania, it makes sense. And, you know, it's not, the whole match isn't, well, was, is Taker going to make it through this? How, you know, there's other people out there to tell part of the story too. So I don't know. I'm, I'll go for it. Certainly. Uh, but uh, back to Cena, uh, you know, we, we've got the Fiend and Cena. Um, now, I, I liked it. Uh, I liked the little segment. Uh, I I thought it was a, a, a little bit cheesy that the fiend comes out and points at the sign. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> just a little. But uh, but I mean, I'm I'm down for it. I think uh, I think uh, there'll be a good story to tell there, as we'll touch on in a second from uh, this past week on SmackDown. Um, but moving forward uh, from uh, this past Monday, uh, Drew McIntyre opens up the show and absolutely obliterates, um, just obliterates Brock Lesnar. Uh, wh- what did you think of this with him putting him over so strong? Um, I had my worries. <laughs> um, he's in the spot he should be in, but I worry. You know, they're they're really, you know, they've got him in that driver's seat. They're really pushing forward with him, and uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just to get more uh, people who I haven't been noticing Drew on the Drew bandwagon. But you know, I, I hope it isn't too much to where you know the ones that were behind Rollins that back, that changed their mind on Rollins last year. Don't do the same with Drew, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like they will. I hope they don't because because here's the thing. <clears throat> uh Rollins has a good look and everything. Um, but I, I feel like McIntyre, he's you know, we we've seen him in a suit, looks good in a suit. He 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 uh and what I mean by that is obviously you want somebody who's gonna be the face of your company who you can send to the ESPYs or send to uh, the the Billboard Music Awards or what have you. Uh, the, the guy looks like a star. He can talk. Um, this this whole thing is just overdue. Yeah. Uh, this should have been done probably a year ago. But I'm, I'm hoping the crowd doesn't turn on him. I'm, I mean, I'm not uh, rushing out to buy these romance novel T-shirts they've got. But uh, – <laughs> which – 
I, and I say that kind of kind of tongue in cheek. Whoever thought of that? Uh, that's another thing. The uh, the guy should appeal to the ladies. Much how us red blooded guys love us some Alexa Bliss because the obvious reasons. This guy should appeal to the ladies. Um, true. True. So <clears throat> I think uh, I, I'm I'm hoping the crowd doesn't turn on him because. They, they should hitch the wagon to him and just go and, and circle him back to Rollins. Right there is a ready-made feud coming out of Mania. So it, everything it, it, writes itself. It's kind of weird because last year, after Rollins got the title at Mania, in my head, we were going to head to SummerSlam, and Drew was going to take the belt off Rollins at SummerSlam. Now, True. Yeah. Things, things went very different. <laughs> uh, uh, Drew lost to Roman a few times got tangled up in that Shane McMahon confusion yep. um, he was a member of the, the revolving door uh, three man stable we had I don't I don't know if they were all supposed to be the same stable but you know we had the three man stable like for like all uh, the middle of last year and, and it was different guys each time um but it's cool we're, we're getting here, and it's a whole new dynamic because my thought process was, you know, Drew's going to be an awesome heel to go up against Rollins and take that title. But now here we are on the flip side of things. Drew's getting to be the face, yep. and Rollins is getting to be an awesome heel, maybe not to take the title because, Drew, you know, if Drew gets it at Mania, he'll just have it, but but at least be a good foil for him. And, and it, it oh, paints a good picture. Drew yeah. and uh, Rollins and Rollins' crew, you know. Uh, Buddy Murphy, I could see Drew and uh, Buddy Murphy having some good matches too. Certainly, certainly. Um, yeah, so I, I'm. I, I think you don't overthink this. You you don't. Uh, you know, hopefully Brock has his working boots on that night. You don't overthink this, and you just pull the trigger and go with Drew McIntyre. Just just go with it. Um, Moving on, uh, we had a surprising title change with uh, the Street Profits uh, picking up a victory over Murphy and Rollins. Um, you know, it's kind of kind of surprising. Um, but uh, what, what do you think about this? Um, I like the Street Profits. Um, I think they need a little more seasoning. I, I don't think it was quite time to put the belts on them just yet. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they've only had like five matches since coming to Raw, but I'm, I might be wrong on that. <laughs> like, I think it's been a lot more, uh, pro- we, you know, again, I'm not complaining about the promos because, I mean, um, dude's good at promos. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. He's, do- he's good at getting people hot, but um, I don't know. I, I felt it needed a little more seasoning. I, I kind of figured the belts would go back to uh, the Viking Raiders and then we'd get to them and uh, AOP for a little while, but, you know, let's roll with it. Let's see what turns out of it. So, a lot of people are complaining about uh, our resident superhero, Ricochet, getting, quote-unquote, buried. Because not only did Brock Brock him uh, at Super Showdown, but uh, he uh, got pinned by Riddick Moss. Then, yet again, this was kind of surprising. I, I don't know... What's going on? I don't know if maybe they're just. I've been hearing a lot of stuff about man souring on different people. Cedric Alexander, um, 
a couple other people, and supposedly now he's he's souring on Shayna Baszler. You know, you take a lot of this stuff, a lot of these rumor and innuendo with a grain of salt, but, I mean, sometimes it, it seemingly turns out to be true because I've not seen Cedric Alexander on television, so I guess he got the kiss of death there. So I'm hoping Ricochet is not getting that. Um, in fact, how good of a tag team would that be, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander? What, what, why don't we bolster the tag team division? I don't know. If you can't, sure. you mean anything to do with them. True. Um, yeah, I, I've heard the uh, reports of you know him kind of souring on a few people, but but it's funny because I've also heard reports that he's not even at the, the, a lot of the TV taping stuff. I know, right? Not. So, <laughs> so it's kind of like he's not hands on as he was, but apparently he's hands on enough to be like, I don't like that Ricochet kid. Yeah, <laughs> take him off my. T- you know, I I don't call I don't call payment and take him off my TV now. <laughs> yeah, so I I don't know. I I see it's kind of you know. I'm, I'm sure some of it's blown out of proportion, and some of it may be true. I don't know, but uh, I I hope that Ricochet's not getting just buried down the card. I'm not jumping on buried. I mean, it's two matches. Yeah, you know, true. Pe- true. People people seem to jump on one match nowadays and be like, "Oh, he's buried." And it's like, it, you know, it's just a couple matches. I mean, the Brock thing. I, I would have liked to have seen Ricochet, which I didn't see the match, but I've heard about it. I would have liked to have seen him get get more moves in. But then again. Kofi. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I think he lasted longer than Kofi. And Kofi's yeah. my boy. So um but also you're building Brock to be this giant monster for Drew yeah. Slay at Mania. Yeah. So uh I can you know, I, I I don't agree with the booking of the Ricochet match, but I can see okay, they were you know, they want the the only match between now and Mania Brock's gonna be in for him to just dominate. So but um who, who knows? Uh, he lost to Brock. He lost to Riddick Moss. Um, one of the upcoming Raws might have him, you know, we might see him kind of contemplating things like, oh, what am I doing? What's going on here? And yeah. that could be part of the story. So, I don't know. Certainly. Uh, moving on, we got a, a, a gauntlet match uh, with Aleister Black against the OC. And... Um, you know, your your OC the three on two thing you got you mentioned is really boy that really makes sense if uh, if they go that route because I mean this was this was a decently uh, given a decent amount of time Styles inevitably picks up the victory you figure uh, this. Tomorrow night, uh, Edge is going to be back. I would assume Taker is going to be back. I figure with Elimination Chamber, which is tonight, we'll get to that. I actually forgot about that. But uh, <laughs> with that out of the way, you're going to start kicking WrestleMania, the road WrestleMania into high gear. Um, yep. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that. in fact, I'm kind of hoping they go that route. Um, and if they do, to everyone listening, Josh called it. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, good. I mean, th- this was this was what it was. Just uh, a gauntlet match, kind of weaken Alistair Black a little bit, um, and uh, just kind of more subtle build to uh, Styles and the Undertaker, or hopefully a three on two match. Um, moving on, we get Liv Morgan and uh, Ruby Wright um, with. Uh, Sarah Logan is is special ref. Um, 
I don't want to say this too loud, but it seems as if they've pivoted and shifted Liv Morgan away from Lana. And in fact, I'm guessing the Lashley Lana Rusev whole that whole thing is done. It, it uh, looks that way. I, I don't want to say that too loud, you know, because <laughs> it'll, it'll come roaring back. But um, <clears throat> yeah, good little Riot Squad reunion of sorts here. Um, and uh, the <laughs> the big reveal was up next with what was in <laughs> Eric Rowan's cage. Uh, and it's an animatronic spider. So <laughs> I, I, I'm more sad that the segment's over. We, we can't. Uh... Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, because okay. In a, in a, in a backstage segment like that where he's holding it, but, it works, but it's not like Jake's snake. He can't throw that on somebody. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I- anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, well, well, I mean, thoughts on this? I mean, kind of ended on a whimper. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured this was one of those things where they didn't really have a in game in mind when they started it. Uh, and yeah, it, it seems like that. <laughs> and uh, like I said, my biggest uh, disappointment, not only is, you know, it was kind of a let down reveal, but there goes our segment. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Unless we say we start what should have been in Herwin's cage, but there, there you go. Uh, we, uh, <sighs> We get Shayna and Carrie Sane up next. Shayna picks up the win. Um, and, you know, more build with uh, Lynch and Baszler. Yet again, I'm not sure what's going on if uh, McMahon's souring on Baszler. I, I don't see how you build up like this with Becky and Shayna, which I've, I've enjoyed the build thus far. I think it's been just fine. I, I don't know what's what's going on, why he's souring, but I'm hoping they just proceed forward with the plan. Um, but uh, Angel Garza and Andrade versus Mysterio and uh, Humberto. Um, this was this was good. This was really good. Um, good little. Uh, I think it went almost uh, 15, 20 minutes. A good tag team match. Uh, Mysterio and Humberto picked up the win. Um, and finally, uh, we get uh, Beth Phoenix and Randy Orton. Um, inevitably, uh, Orton would RKO Beth, but we get a little, a little background into, uh, why Orton did what he did. Uh, so, so that was good. Um, what do you think of this segment? Um, pretty cool. I, I caught this one. I, I think we were leaving mom and dads around the time the, uh, the tag match or the, the previous match started. And so I completely missed it, but I did get home and get settled in to see the, uh, telling her all. And, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, um, like you said, we got a little explanation as to what was going on. Uh, 
kind of kind of saw that Beth was going to take RKO, you know, because it's Orton. <laughs> uh, he, he'll RKO anybody, you know. Um, interesting to see where it comes out. I, I saw the uh, the aftermath with uh, uh, Hawkins and Ryder out there, which is kind of cool because you know they were the Edgeheads. They were part of Edge's group back in the day. So I don't know if maybe we're going to get a little bit of that. I, I assume Christian's going to. Christian has to be in this build. Yeah. Come on, we're we're bringing Beth Phoenix out, Matt Hardy. You gotta have Christian. Exactly. So I'm I'm kind of I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I just don't know where we're gonna go from there to Mania. But like you said, Edge is supposed to be back this Monday, so we'll see how this this rolls out. Yeah, it it should be good. And and, and Orton Orton is just in his wheelhouse whenever. He is playing a dastardly heel. Um, he is. So, um, I'm a. I've never. I've never been a huge Orton fan. Like he's never been my guy. Uh, I did enjoy Rated RKO. That was like the only time that I think I I enjoyed like kind of backed and cheered Orton. But yeah. uh, dude, dude is a great heel. I will give him props. Uh, yeah. And like this is this. He. The, I think the thing is he doesn't care. If he's getting cheers or boots, you know, he like they're like we want you to be a bad guy. And he's like okay, I'll, I'll do it and I'll get all the booze I can get, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I think maybe that's part of why he's so good at it because well, when he turned on Edge, you know, it was just like this is the right guy for the job because he doesn't care that this whole building is booing him. You know, he loves that this whole building is booing him. So, um, yeah, and and. I, I, he's he's good as a face, but I yeah, just definitely as a heel, he is just phenomenal. And this this whole build right here is showing that. Um, moving on, we're going to touch on SmackDown and circle back to AEW. And I realized that we are completely skipping over NXT. Um, we probably will do that this week because, quite frankly, I'm have missed it. Uh, I, I know they had some, I think they had some cage matches this past week. Um, but uh, next week we'll, we'll get caught up on NXT and, and, and touch on that. But this week we're focusing on uh, the other side of the Wednesday night wars. So, <laughs> um, but anyways, we're, we're going to fast forward to SmackDown then circle back. Uh, a moment of bliss with the NWO. Um, decent little segment here uh, with the newly inducted or fixing to be newly inducted Hall of Famers. Um, got uh, Strowman got a little bit of a rub from the NWO. Um, then uh, Bailey and uh, Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans and Naomi. Uh, Tag team match was what it was. And, and I'm kind of going rapid fire because uh, admittedly, I think I caught maybe a little bit of this. And, uh, and yeah, I missed it. So, yeah, I, I don't think I saw any SmackDown this week. So, uh, Sheamus, Apollo Crews, uh, Sheamus picking up the win. Um, Real quick note, uh, not tomorrow night, but the week after, we get Steve Austin uh, appearing on Raw on a 316 day. Uh, And we also get, I'm super excited about this, the uh, Broken Skull Sessions with Bret Hart. That's Uh, really cool. 
that that is really cool. That could potentially be the the best one since Taker. Um, yep. If if they just let the, those two go, um, so we'll see. Uh, I, I think I want uh, not to change the subject, but it's kind of on that line. Um, I think after they do Brett and stuff, I want Austin to sit down with Sean, Brett, and Taker, and just talk about like the uh, early part of the Monday Night War. That would I mean, be that'd be a lot of fun. Because I mean that's 1997 right there, you know. But Mick, we can bring Mick on there too if if we want, you know, because he was a big part of '97. But I think right there there has to be your two next guests. It gotta be Sean and Mick. I mean, it would only make sense. Um, It's a good show too. Uh, I've still not watched Goldberg, and Big Shows was just recent, wasn't it? I've not seen that one yet. But uh, the uh, Taker one and the uh, um, Kane one are both really good. Um. Yeah, I, I still, I've, I've still only seen the Taker one. I need to just sit down and check the rest of them out. Um, I like it better than the the podcast setting they had, like Ambrose and and I think uh, McMahon was on there. It was, it's a better setting. It's same concept but slightly different. Yeah. Um. So, uh, another women's tag team match moving on. I mean, yet again, was what it was. We're getting a little bit of a a little bit of a build with uh, Ziggler and uh, Otis and all that. Um, So, we get a Firefly Funhouse with Bray Wyatt basically touching on the WrestleMania 30 loss to Cena and you know, tying that in. So that, that's good, good stuff. Um, more, more stuff, uh, from Roman Reigns and Goldberg. Now, if I'm Drew McIntyre, here's my only problem with Goldberg and Reigns. If I'm Drew McIntyre and I'm sitting over here on raw and I realized that I could have just went up to Brock Lesnar and said, I'm next and automatically get a title shot. If I didn't have to go through 29 other guys. True, true. I think I'd be calling up HR and figuring out what was going on there. Um, true. But, I, I'd, I'd be like, I, I want on the other show. Their title matches come easy. <laughs> yeah. Just say I'm next and that's it. Okay. Um, but uh, we uh, we finally get a little moving on uh, with uh, Baron Corbin. I guess he's gonna gonna tangle with uh, Elias, um, and a tag team gauntlet match that just went on and on. Um, <laughs> uh, Ziggler and Rude uh, get get the win. This match literally took up the whole, almost the whole entire last hour of the show. Um, nothing. Super newsworthy, but uh, real quick, let's uh, let's buzz through Elimination Chamber, uh, and um, because as I said, it is tonight. Uh, I may watch it. I may not. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, it just depends. Uh, I may throw it on. Um, that that is the the beauty of the network. And I'm really hoping that 
because there's been there seems to be a lot of you know where there's smoke there's fire there there seems to be a lot of uh, discussion going on that the big four could be moving off of the network and moving on to like ESPN plus or, or Amazon. <clears throat> and I, I'm kind of like the option of the network where, like I said, as in tonight, if I want to, I can throw it on. I mean, it's 10 bucks, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping they leave these shows on the network. And if they want to move the big four off, so be it. But, uh, what, what's your thoughts on them potentially moving at least the big four off? Um, well, I know we've touched on this a little bit, but I, I feel like it's probably going to become a, more of a topic of discussion going forward. It's because I feel like it's probably inevitably going to happen. Yeah, something. Some, now, I've, I've heard a rumor, too. Of course, this hasn't been as strong as the other ones, that uh, maybe they'll still be available through the network as well, but hmm. also offered. So I'm hoping that's the case. But uh as far as like any anything moving off, like I've heard, uh, possibly ESPN or Amazon or uh, I think there's a few other names thrown out there. Uh, if it's Amazon, I'm fine. <laughs> I have Prime, you know, yeah. so I can do that. Uh, if it's ESPN on their uh, app or streaming service, that that bugs me a little bit because uh, I'm not a huge sports guy. So like with with it being on the network or being on Prime, I've already got that going yeah. and enjoyed the other stuff with it. If it goes on the ESPN thing, I'm like, so I've got to get their app to watch four big wrestling shows and not give a crap about any of the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th- that kind of bugs me a little bit. Uh, nothing against the, you know, I- I'll enjoy some sports every now and then, but it's just not my, my thing really, other than wrestling. So, uh, See, I, I, wish, I wish they would do it <clears throat> like uh, like AEW. They uh, Their pay-per-views are through Fight TV or uh, – BR Live, Bleacher Report Live, you don't have to pay anything for either one of those services. You just buy the pay-per-view. Now, with ESPN Plus, I think it is like a $5 a month subscription fee. So you would you would have to pay $5, like to your point, you'd have to pay $5 a month, or at least for that month that you're going to get the pay-per-view, and then pay the 50 or 60 bucks on top of that. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they don't go the ESPN plus route either. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little more than I want to, but uh, yeah, I guess you could always, if I don't know if they've got the first month free thing that the uh, network has, you know, I, yeah. I'll be making me some different email accounts and setting up every, every big Cer- store. <laughs> certainly. Certainly. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, it makes sense from a revenue standpoint. I get it, especially WrestleMania. Um, that's, you know, that's become an institution. Uh, so I, I get it, uh, but I don't know. Um, and you don't want to price price yourself out of the market by increasing the network. Uh, I mean, if, if they increased it to $15 a month, I would probably still, still do it. Um, but I, I think if you get – much above that threshold, you're going to be looking at, you know, losing subscribers. Um, but we'll, we'll see, I guess. Uh, while we're on the subject, you mentioned Mania. Um, there's another rumor. I don't know if you've heard this one. And I don't know, again, it's rumor stage. I don't know how, if it would ever come to fruition. But I've heard talks that um, there is interest 
uh, by one of the parties, probably Fox, I'm, I'm assuming, of possibly eventually someday trying to do Mania on TV, like kind of like a Super Bowl type broadcast. See, you know, I think I would be down for that. Um, and I think if done right, that could be – I would be down for that. I, I think you would have to do it right. You would have to have – you'd have to have some huge matches. Um, and, yeah, that, that would be a lot of fun. Um, and then maybe they could uh, – it would cut down on the run time too. So <laughs> – <laughs> because you know if Fox executives say alright we're going to give you 6 to 10 p.m. hard cut off at 10 p.m. alright so that could actually benefit everyone you know you get huge ratings for WWE and we as fans wouldn't have to sit through seven hours so true, true. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah I would be down for that the whole I've also heard in you know a lot of things a lot of people say over time that maybe they should split it into two nights I know Wrestle Kingdom does this. I, I don't think Mania should do this. I'm I'm a big supporter of one night, one special yep. night. You do it. Um, I'm just wanting to want them to cut back on the time. That's yeah. the big thing. I, I think. I mean, Mania's already got their other nights. You know, the other events on other nights that lead up yep. to Mania. And uh, I I don't want to. I wouldn't like. Don't think I would like a two night Mania event. No, um, <clears throat> but uh, but moving along, we get Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. Uh, so I might actually throw the throw the show on just for this match. I think uh, I, I'm not sure what Bryan's going to be doing at Mania, but it seems like he's having a little bit of fun now with uh, with this. Maybe trying to bring uh, Drew Gulak up. Um, that should be a fun little match. Uh, don't see any. Any reason why Brian won't win? Um, Andrade and Humberto, U.S. title match. I, I figure Andrade is going to uh, retain. Um, and uh, I'm I'm speeding along. If there's anything uh, you want to interject, just just say so. We've we've got. Uh, Braun Strowman in a three-on-one match for the Intercontinental title. Still don't know how I feel about this whole feud. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I will throw this in, though. <clears throat> On the Chick Foley show, they were talking about this match, and they had a kind of cool idea. Um, one of them mentioned that uh, they thought uh, – there's no way Strowman's losing the match, you know, and Strowman's going to win, you know. And the other one brought up the fact of, uh, yeah, if the other guys win, who gets the belt? And they were like, well, what if that books your Intercontinental title match for Mania right there? If maybe they win, and then they got to have a triple threat at Mania to decide who gets the title. So that that part kind of piqued my interest. Yeah, that that could that could be fun. Um, so, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, <clears throat> it, it's an odd one on three. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not sure either. It's but um tag team title rematch, uh Street Profits and uh, Rollins and Murphy. Yet again, I'm 
<clears throat> I'm not sure why the authors pain or not feuding for the tag titles or why the Viking Raiders aren't in here. I, I don't know what's going on, but I figure Street Profits will keep it, uh, keep the titles. Uh, then we get a no DQ match with Styles and uh, Alistair Black. So, yet again, I might actually throw on the pay-per-view for just for the Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan and this um, because we might actually get a get a taker sighting tonight. You never know. Um, and uh, tag team elimination chamber match. Uh, yeah, I, I do. We got um, Ms. Morrison, the New Day, Usos, Rudolph, Heavy Machinery, and uh, Lucha House Party. It, um, I'm, it, I'm sure it'll be fun. I figure Ms. Morrison will pick up the victory. Yeah. Uh, then Smack we get the way pretty good uh, tag division. They do. They really do. Just, just that um, list of teams right there. I'm like, well, that sounds pretty strong. Yeah. Yep. Um, we get, uh, we get a women's elimination chamber match. Uh, we get one half of the, the women's tag team champions, which I'm at this point certain they forgot about because they've not been defending since December. Oscar. Uh, <laughs> uh, versus <laughs> at some point they're gonna be like what are those belts they're walking around with <laughs> yeah come here oscar let uh, me look at that what does that say <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um oscar versus natalia ruby Wright, shana baszler sarah logan Liv morgan um so my my thinking is if yeah it, it's gotta be shana even if vince changes his mind there is who else? Okay, Oscar. We've already had that. Ruby Wright could be believable. Natalia, no thank you. Nothing against her. Sarah Logan and Liv aren't ready. So it's got to be Shayna. Yep. Um, well, I mean, they're, um, they're already doing the, you know, Becky and Shayna already have problems. So, you know, it just makes sense to go that route. Um, let me throw this out to you, though. Okay. Okay. Sure. I know they're. Uh, judging from this past Monday, they're ha- all having problems and stuff. But what if we get a swerve and the right squad comes back together? That would be – that could be fun. That could be fun. So, well, I'm, I'm throwing that one out there. I'd, I'd like to see that. I, I, I enjoyed the right squad, and I'm not really enjoying them in, by individually. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not either. Uh so, so now that we've got all that out of the way, um, we can sink our teeth into some, some AEW goodness. Now, like I said, I'm not that guy who is just, you know, anti-WWE and fully on board AEW. I've enjoyed it. Um, I feel like, you know, I sent you a text and I said, I really want to dive into some AEW this week because – I feel like since the start of the year, they have been hitting their stride uh, and really putting on some good good TV. Uh, the build, I, I literally, I bought this show. Um, now, granted, 
I had a gift card that I haven't used, so it really didn't cost me anything. But uh, I, I, I actually bought this show, and it's the first show I bought, I think, since Mania 29 or 30, uh, the, the first pay-per-view that I've not watched on the network. And uh, because I thought, you know what? I want to support these guys. The build to this show has been tremendous, and I want to actually – support these guys. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I thought this was, I thought this was a pretty darn good show. Um, we'll kind of, kind of breeze through some things here uh, from, from revolution. We open it with Dustin Rhodes and Jake Hager, Jake Hager's debut. Um, and uh of course, he gets the win. I thought this was a, a decent opener. A lot of I've heard a lot of people say it was a flat opener. Eh, I mean, it you know it, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, another big thing coming out of this show. I'm not sure if you've seen this, but on uh, March 25th at the Prudential Center in New Jersey, which is a huge arena, uh, they're going to have a, a episode of Dynamite called Blood and Guts that from the sound of it is going to have a war games match. Hmm. So, but now it, the, the promo says, you know, two rings, two cages, you know, the rest, this is war. Um, they can't call it war games, but they can call it the match beyond, um, which was another tagline for the war games. And Cody does own the trademark to the match beyond. So, um, that should be that. That should be some fun there. Um, uh, Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen, these two guys, they have done such a tremendous job of building these two guys up. Uh, Darby Allen is is right there on the cusp of being just a superstar, uh, and um, yeah, I, I thought this was. It was a fun little match. The actual match itself took about five minutes. They had about five or six minutes of fighting outside the ring. Uh, Darby picks up the win. And then we get to a tag team match, which you did watch this. Um, And we get uh, Adam Page and Omega versus the Young Bucks. Uh, Meltzer has already granted this match six stars whatever in the world that means. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, I, he's not biased at all. I mean, never when, never. when some of the participants have a move named after him, I mean. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, in all seriousness, this, this is probably one of, the absolute best tag team matches I have ever seen, without a doubt. Um, I, I could nitpick and say that it, it kind of drove me crazy that there was a, a little bit lack of rules. <laughs> it was a little too lucha libre at times. Um, but, uh, but I mean. I actually thought the storytelling in it was, was pretty darn good. Um, yeah. They kind of, 
uh, Matt or Nick, I get them confused that the black haired one was kind of contemplating and, and they were kind of being heels and so on and so forth. Um, you said you were impressed by this. What, what, what did you take away from it? Yeah, it was really good. Um, there was, um, there were storytelling in it that I caught a little of, but not knowing the full backstory, you know, and, uh, Will was, Will was tell, talking to me the other day about some of it, like a lot of it goes back to new Japan stuff that they did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I, I thought part of it, like they did the double, uh, uh V trigger. Yep. And I think that was the tie into uh, Omega and, uh, his partner. Um, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. And, and I'm, I'll, I'm going to throw this part out there. I'm, I'm usually one like, with the bucks, you know, you know, a, a little, you know, nothing wrong with spots and flips, but I, I usually feel it when I see them, they do a little too much of that for me, but this was good. I, I don't know yeah. if they, I guess they paced it out a little more and, and put on a really, really good match. So, you know, I'm not complaining at all about that on this one. Uh, and I, I don't know. <laughs> it was really good. I, I can't say much more about it than but this was a great I, tag team match. I feel like, and <clears throat> I credit a lot of AEW because um, it seems like they are. Look, we can't say this enough. This company is just a little over a year old. They've been on TV for six months now, and I guess you know when when they've got the backing of a billionaire and a national TV deal. I guess we're well WCW right out of the gate, but. Uh, they're still figuring some things out. So they've listened to the fans. They got rid of the Nightmare Collective uh, and actually done that, I, I would say, pretty eloquently with the Twitter videos and just kind of brushed it aside. It's gone because it wasn't working. Okay. So another thing, I feel like they have pivoted. I feel like Adam Page was probably going to turn heel in this match. But goodness gracious, is he getting over uh, not full. He's it's it is a little stone cold esque, you know, because he's he is kind of this cowboy coming out having a beer, you know, and uh, just you know wreaking havoc and kicking butt all over the place. So I, I dig it. it. It's it's a little bit of stone cold, but not enough to where he's blatantly copying. So. I'm glad, and I'm hoping they don't turn him heel because the fans are all over that. Um, I mean, it's it's certainly over. I, I feel like the Bucks will eventually turn heel. I, I think that's the route you need to go. I think they play in the, the, the smarmy, we're just better than you heels would fit. Um, but... Uh, now this was this was tremendous, and, and I know I said a couple weeks ago. I feel like when we start seeing the big match Kenny Omega stuff, because the American audience is still getting used to Kenny Omega. Not everybody has seen the the seven star classics with Okada and so on and so forth. Yeah. You know, you kind of got to search that stuff out. Not everybody's going to do that. So the thirty minute Iron Man match, this match, I think hopefully we'll introduce people to Kenny Omega and not, Oh, this is why everybody's been talking about it. Everybody knows the name, but I don't feel like it until now people like what makes this guy so special. Yep. Um, 
but yeah, if I, I would recommend to anybody, uh, if you haven't seen this match, go watch it. This this show will be memorable for this match, certainly. Um, the 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 little storytelling after the match too, with uh, Omega and the Bucks standing on one side, almost teasing like they were going to do something to Page. Then they didn't, and then Page almost setting up for the Buckshot Lariat when Omega had his back turned and then inevitably just holding the ropes for him. Yep. That was some good little stuff there too. Uh, Nyla Rose, Chris Statlander get the, bless their hearts. They get the task of following that match. <laughs> uh, so um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I like both these, both these ladies, uh, but that was just not a good task for either one of them. Nala Rose picks up the win. Um, then we get neck tattoos and scarves. So, <laughs> um, I'll ask you because it's been the topic of the wrestling world this week. Uh, what do you think about the neck tattoo? <laughs> well, it's a nice tattoo, but I don't know at all about that placement. <laughs> Well, I've heard a couple things. He he put out a video where, you know, he kind of referenced The Rock and that Brahma Bull and how it, it has become a brand mm-hmm. and how he wants this, the Nightmare family, this, this to become a brand. Okay, I get that. That's cool. It's I mean, it's a cool design, cool logo. Well, then I heard Brian Pillman Jr., uh, say that essentially he's putting his neck on the line for the brand and for AEW. Okay. I can kind of wrap my head around all that, but I don't know. It's distracting. It is distracting. I'm sure we'll get used to it, but I I literally, when I'm watching it live, I'm like, did he just get like a, like a decal or something like a little rub on tattoo put on for this match? Nope. It's real. It is real. Um, so Cody and MJF, I thought, uh, I, I thought this was a fine match. Uh, kind of a kind of a slow down, methodical pace as most Cody matches are, uh, and, and nothing wrong with that. Um, MJF picks up the win, uh, and, and I know you mentioned. Uh, you know, obviously, we already touched on Paige, but you you mentioned how MJF kind of jumps off the screen to you, and, yeah. and how he he really comes off as a star. Um, and I agree. I mean, he to be as young as he is and as good as he is. Well, let me rephrase that. He's still relatively green in the ring. He, he's not. He's only, what, 22, 23, so he's still relatively green. But goodness gracious, does he get it? He's he's going out in the crowd, smacking beers out of people's hands and, you know, uh, flipping their caps off their heads and flipping people off. So he gets the whole heel thing, and, and he's good on the mic. I, I think he, he's a little bit green, but that will come in time. Yeah. Um, he, he's, got the, he's got the part that you can't teach. Like, he... Yeah, yeah. He he's got it certainly. Um, 
But uh, and we'll we'll touch more on him in in a moment. Um, then we get uh, pockets versus uh, Pac, uh, or as as Jim Cornette calls Orange Cassidy pockets. Pockets. Uh, no, I I you know I text you. Uh, it may have been the night of the pay per view. I, I can't remember, but I'm I'm beginning to get Orange Cassidy. Um, because I I had not seen a whole lot of his indie work and whatnot, but this was this was fun. I, I still don't fully understand the why he doesn't care and stuff, but um, it's like he he cares when it matters. So. Yeah, he he can work a little bit. It was it was pretty cool. Um, he's certainly over. Pac gets the win here. Um, so I mean, I I get it. Uh, it's different. It, it is different and different. A lot of times in the wrestling world is a good thing. Um, Stand so out. yeah. Then we get uh, Jericho and Moxley. Um, Good match. No, nothing wrong with this. Uh, Moxley kind of uh, pulls one over on Jericho, and his eye was fine. Um, and uh, yeah, hits the paradigm shift for the for the victory. Um, but. Uh, Yeah, I, I th- yeah, this was this was good. I thought this was the right call. Um, Moxley is red hot. A little call back back to the Austin thing, as Jim Ross said, the Moxley era has begun. Um, I, I, I think this was the right call. Uh, a lot of people. Jericho had a hundred and eighty two rain day reign as champion, roughly six months. I see nothing wrong with this. Um, some people were complaining, but. I think um, now the only issue here, obviously Jericho and Moxley are not done. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to warm somebody, have somebody in the, uh, in the batter's box ready for Moxley when Jericho goes away for a little bit. So um, Moxley got on the microphone afterwards and uh, some pretty coarse language. It's pay-per-view. Um, funny moment though, because this, you can tell this is clearly not scripted. He's just kind of heavily breathing, cutting promo, kind of pauses for a second. They start to play his music and, uh, he's like, uh, Hey, what the, what the F and, uh, didn't bleep it out. And, uh, (laughs) he, uh, he's like, uh, he cuts another little piece of a promo He's like, I'm just making this up as I go along. It's time to have some whiskey. Then they hit the music again, and he's out of there. Um, it's just a fun little – and you can tell he's just having a blast. Uh, supposedly Renee Young was backstage at the show too. So Renee Young to AEW confirmed? Um, <laughs> no. No, um, I thought this was a tremendous show. Um, I will uh, – I may buy double or nothing if if the build is uh, this good again. Um, I thought it was great, uh, and yet again, I don't want to just be the the AEW mark, but uh, yet yet again, I, I thought um, 
you know, this is positively charged wrestling. I, I think there's been a lot of positive stuff from, from AEW. We get, uh, we'll, we'll run through dynamite here. Um, we get, uh, Jericho and Moxley setting up a, uh, a tag team match with, uh, Darby Allen and Moxley versus Jericho and Guevara. Jericho said he would leave for 60 days. Um, which he does have a Fozzie tour coming up. So there's a lot of rumors is that's why they took the title off of him. And I mean, that makes sense. Uh, so, uh, so Callens, go ahead. Cause you, uh, you, you don't want to run a wrestling company where, when your champion isn't there all the time. I mean, who would no. do that? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any no, sense. No shots at anybody else here, but, uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, well, moving on, uh, we get uh, SCU and um, Colt Cabana versus the Dark Order. More uh, more stuff about the Exalted One, which at this point has to be Matt Hardy. I mean, it has to be. Um, they actually released a little thing. The Dark Order Twitter account released a thing this week with some kind of weird message, and the first letter of each of the lines of the message spelled out Matt Hardy. So it, it, it's gotta be. Um, yeah. It, it, I, I don't know if, what, I don't know. <laughs> would, would they be shooting for that obvious though? I mean, doing, I, doing that little, I think, I think sometimes if, if it is that obvious, just roll with it, just roll with it. But now here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Dark Order is supposed to be a heel group. So, you know, Matt Hardy's going to get a, a face pop. So I'm wondering what's going to be interesting is if he can turn the crowd against him. So I'm, I'm hoping I'm, – I'm not doubting him, but that's going to be the thing. Um, uh, we get Big Swole and Leva Bates. I'm, I like Big Swole. Um, I'm – I'm hoping uh, hoping she gets a shot at Nyla Rose in the future. Um, little, oh, sorry. Go ahead. A little interjection here. Um, comic book fan coming out of me. Was her gear inspired by Storm? You know, now that you mentioned that, I may have been. That's the first thing that popped in my head because it had the two little red patches where the X's are on Storm and it's got the the yellow highlights around the white. I was like, I dig this. <laughs> that I did not think about that, but now that you mention it, yes, that I could see that. Um, a little um, MJF video package where he's got a shirt that says "I pinned Cody," uh, and he's he's basically calling out uh, Moxley. Do, do I think a Moxley and MJF feud would be money? Yes. I don't know if you go to it as quickly as Double or Nothing. Perhaps you wait. Till uh, all out in, in, in August, um, but uh, I, I think that's probably your next next thing you got going there. And then we get we get what I absolutely just popped for huge was uh, Cody comes out talking about the lost MJF, and, and we get uh, a legitimate. Like I, I heard nothing about this. This was a legitimate surprise. 
with Jake the Snake Roberts coming out and um, proving he still got it on, on the mic. Yep. yep. Um, I, the, the calling Cody Caesar, oh, mighty Caesar, that was tremendous. Uh, and he's, he's got uh, some, a client coming in. Uh, I'm presuming either Lance Archer, Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper. Uh, one of those two, I think, would benefit greatly from Jake. Jake's got such a tremendous mind for the business. Yep. Um, and, like- uh, go ahead. I like the line, um, something about not, we're not coming for the the whole pie, just your share. Or, yes, I, I thought either the either the line or the delivery of that was really, really good. Yes, but the absolute oh my gosh, a wise man once told me you never turn your back on somebody you fear or respect, and then he immediately turns his back and tosses the mic. Ah, that was just cold blooded. That was great. That was great. Um, and I love what they're doing. Obviously, you got Tully with Sean Spears. But they're using these legends to bring up the the uh, the younger guys and, and kind of use it, giving them the rub, you know, not coming in and winning titles. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry no no it, in all seriousness it was a it was a great promo um great moment um i'm sure there was a little 10 year old kid inside of cody that was just marking out like crazy uh but um yeah uh we while, get go ahead. while we're on this on the subject of uh jake roberts um that's, this was popping my head while i was writing my notes for this um, have you seen the movie Peanut Butter Falcon? I have not. Have you heard about it? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, th- this is coming out of left field then, especially with a title like Peanut Butter Falcon. I'm sure you're like, what in the world? Yeah. Um, there's a movie. Uh, we watched it a couple weeks ago. It's uh, this movie about this uh, kid with Down syndrome that he's like, they're, they're caring for him in a nursing home. Like he has no family around and okay. uh, he, he watches old wrestling tapes. And he wants to be a wrestler. So he like, I don't want to give too much away if anybody's going to watch the movie, but uh, I try to get, I try to do it with uh, hopefully no spoilers, but so he like, like runs away from the nursing home and like uh, he encounters a guy kind of down on his luck uh, played by Shia LaBeouf from the Transformer movies. Mm -hmm. Um, And they kind of buddy up a little bit. The kid, you know, tells him about, you know, he wants to be a wrestler. He wants to go uh, meet his hero and train at his school. So uh, Shia LaBeouf character is like, you know, I'll get you there. Let's go. So they go on this journey to get him there. And like the, his main care worker at the nursing home is like, she comes after him, like uh, trying to find, you know, she wants to find the kid, bring him back. And uh, Jake is in this movie. Jake and Mick Foley are both in this movie. Nice. And, I can't. I can't go into where I want to go without spoiling some of it. So I'm going to have to put throw a spoiler out there. Hopefully, it's not doesn't kill it for anybody. But the the thing is, Jake. They they play wrestlers, you know, mm-hmm. naturally. And Jake uh, gets the honor of kind of being the heel of the situation. And watching it, I was like, you know, the, they picked the guy for the job because he. It, it's kind of like a throwback to Orton, you know. This guy does it so well that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I, I don't know. It was really good, and uh, the the movie's pretty good. It's, it's a cute little movie. If if you get a chance, check it out. I will have to uh, check that out. I I've never heard of it, but it sounds like something right up my alley. It's, it's pretty good. Um, I don't know if it's on any of the streaming services yet. Uh, we just happened to we were at Walmart and picking up. Um, I think it's the same day I bought Jay and Silent Bob reboot, hmm. and just happened to look down and I saw that one and I had heard it advertised like uh, a few months back and I thought I'm gonna go grab that one too and it, it's pretty good hmm. um yeah definitely definitely have to check that out uh we got um <clears throat> moving on we got uh Hager and QT Marshall and uh the, the big story coming out of this match was the post-match angle with uh Santana and Ortiz and, and Hager and the inner circle kind of piling on and so on and so forth. And we get Adam page, uh, coming out to kind of save the day and, uh, flips off one of the young bucks, uh, as, as he's leaving and kind of clears house. Um, yeah, it good, good stuff there. And yet again, I'm, I'm all in on this kind of cowboy stone cold thing they've got going on with Adam page. Um, so, yeah, I, I, like I was telling you, he's he's got he's got something. I don't know what it is, but uh, I, I really like Paige. He's he's my top guy there right now. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and we get uh, the the main event with uh, Moxley and Allen versus Jericho and Guevara wasn't to be as uh, some of the inner circle takes out Moxley. Darby Allen takes on Jericho and Guevara. Um Obviously, they get the victory. Uh, then uh, Moxley emerged afterwards with a chair. Uh, but uh, inevitably, the inner circle get the upper hand and attack Moxley and powerbombing off the stage. Uh, yeah, just just good stuff. And, and like I said, you know... <sighs> I don't know. I think the reason AEW has stuck out to me the past few weeks is because of the consistent storytelling. We talked about this a couple weeks on the last episode, the storytelling, you know, what draws you in. That's, now, NXT, bless their hearts, I, I will still watch a takeover. Um, but I just, the week-to-week product, I will keep up with it. Nothing against those guys and gals. But I, there's something about AEW that just feels fresh, that feels, you know, new. The, the storytelling, it feels like old school. Like these guys are, you know, calling it in the ring and non-scripted criminals, so on and so forth. And I I don't know. it. Who knows how long they can sustain this? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. And people want to talk about ratings. You know, they're, they're, they're getting not, consistently around 900,000 people a week. That doesn't seem like a lot, but in this day and age with streaming and catching it the next day on Hulu, what have you, that's a decent number. That that's not for a new organization 
It's it's not a, a bad number. There's a reason TNT went ahead and re-upped it for three more years. Um, so I just like I said, I, I'm I still love WWE. Full stop. You know, still love them, but there's times when I just you know kind of scratch my head at what they're doing, and I look at AEW when it's you know booked more like the wrestling I grew up on and more like real storytelling and not hokiness, I guess you would say. Um, it's really refreshing. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I, there, 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 there's a reason I bought that show. There's a reason that uh, I will probably buy Double or Nothing if it, you know, uh, if the build is good and maybe even try to have that's Memorial Day weekend. Maybe have a cookout, you know, or something like on a Saturday. That's and that's another thing I love. Their pay per views are on Saturday. Like, true. Oh, I love that. True. <laughs> you, you don't get jumping into the pay per view, but being like, oh man, I got to work in the morning too. <laughs> yeah. With, so with so yeah. So if I if I get really into the show and have maybe one beer too many, it's cool. I don't have to work the next day. <laughs> so. It's it's terrific, uh, but um, just really refreshing stuff. Um, and, you know, who knows how long they can sustain it. I feel like they're building stars the right way. You've got MJF, who's getting over. Uh, Adam Page, who's getting over basically organically. Allen and Guevara is both just getting over. Uh, Jungle Boy. So, so you've got your core group with Moxley, Cody, the Young Bucks, Omega, but uh, and obviously, you know, Cody's in there and, and all that. But I feel like they're doing a, a very nice job of, of bringing some other guys up. And you know, who knows who's going to jump ship from WWE over there? I mean, I'm expecting. I, I fully expect a tag team title match at all out between the Revival and the Young Bucks. Uh, like, I figure by August that that will be that will be happening. Um, but uh, I'm just rambling on. Uh, so, so yeah, I'll I'll give you a chance. I mean, you, you agree with some of the stuff, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I don't see as much as you do. Um like I've stated before, I, I catch Raw on Mondays. Usually the full show. Sometimes, you know, I I don't think to go back and watch the end of it. And I usually end up missing out on the rest of the week. Um especially now since I've started my treadmill stuff, you know, like my my DVRs and wondering the treadmills and the other, so I can't use that time for that. And so I miss out on it. But I did try to watch this week and and there's a lot of positive on there. Um it's it's building. It's uh like you said, they're building stars, they're building stories. Um it's stuff that takes time. Yep. You can see you can see the positive, you can see the stuff shining through, but uh anybody that wants to, you know, be like you know, the that wants to cut them down or anything, you know, stuff that this it takes time to, to mold. And yeah. uh, that's what they're doing. They're molding a brand, they're molding a company and uh um yeah. I I'm enjoying what what I'm like I said, what I'm saying. I I don't get to see it every week. Uh I usually use our uh text or our uh uh, podcast here to kind of keep me up to date on it because like I said, I've been, I've been missing out the past a little bit, but. And, and, you know, it's, uh, I, I've been 
listening to a little bit of Jim Cornette. He is a polarizing figure. I know he does not like the Young Bucks. He doesn't like Omega and certainly doesn't like Pockets. So <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's a perfect name for him. I, I, I love that. I like Orange Cassidy, but I will refer to him as Pockets now. Pockets. Um, but uh, no, um, obviously he has a big issue with some of their stuff and, and they're, they're still growing. The tag team stuff where it's kind of like Texas Tornado rules, that does irk me a little yeah. bit, but it doesn't take me out of the match. I wish they would rein that in a little, but, you know, they're still growing. They're still establishing some stuff. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they can keep it up. Um, and, and there's still stories to be told. I mean, on down the line, you know, we've got Moxley and Cody probably on down the line. We've got Omega and uh, probably another Omega Moxley. Uh, I fully expect eventually we'll see the Young Bucks split up. It's got to be money. Um, so there, there's stories down the road that, that they can tell. Um, and I am. I'm, I'm just really digging it. Uh, so... That's that. Um, what did I did, you, I, go ahead. I did have a few uh, little notes. Okay. That I threw in here. Um, but, but, well, I got four. Four we'll cover. Three, three about the show, and then one, one more just to add in. I'm going to mention. Um, I, I'm going to start off with the least <coughs> of the bunch. I'm not getting negative because I, I like the guys, but Death Triangle is a horrible name. It sounds like a bad metal name. Yeah. That, Triangle that, of Death would have made so much more sense. It just sounds better than Death Triangle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. <laughs> like I said, not being negative. It was just when Pot come out and was like, "We are Death Triangle." That's what I thought of, like a metal show. We are Death Triangle. <laughs> I'm like, this tri- Triangle of Death. You know, if you're, if you're gonna make it, th- those words just it sounds a little better. But yeah. like I said, not not being negative. It just sounded really funny to me. Uh, the other one you mentioned, Brandy, and them getting rid of the uh, uh, Nightmare Collective. Um, are they not going any further with her uh, her therapy stuff? I guess the therapy is over. I, I'm not sure. See, see, and that's another thing. They kind of did that on Twitter, kind of off to the side. Yeah, not on the show. So, I, in my opinion, they kind of handled that smart by just kind of sweeping it under the rug. Um, so, I, so I guess they're done. But see, that got me more interested in it, though. Yeah, the, yeah, that she was like crazier than we thought. You know, like she was seeing the therapist, and but not just okay for anybody listening that hadn't seen the thing. She wasn't just seeing a therapist; <laughs> she was seeing a therapist that wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That's, that's what I'm meaning by that, and uh, stuff like that. And I, I was like, oh, this is going to get real good. You know, she's going to get real crazy, and then. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I missed that. So I, I don't know. I, I guess I thought they were going a different storyline, you know, maybe cutting the Nightmare Collective out, but focusing on her being a little out there or something. And and so that that's on me. That's on me. That was that was fantasy booking. That was, uh, you know, booking <laughs> in my head. So I'm not I'm not being negative there. I'm, you know, I'm I'm doing what I w- wish a lot of online people would do when it doesn't play their, their way. You know, I'm just yep. saying, hey, that's what I thought it was going to happen. It didn't happen that way, yep. you know. I would like to see it, but it doesn't bother me. You know, I'm not mad that it didn't. Um, another thing I noticed, uh, Cody and MJF, I'm 
I know with him wearing the shirt, we're going to go, you know, we're going to get back to them, you know, the IPN Cody and stuff. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. I felt with the finish of the match, like it being a tainted finish, you know, and being that Cody took the lashing a few weeks earlier, in my head, I immediately was thinking, okay, we're going to go, they're going to take it a, a step further. We're going to get like a, a strap match or more fitting of Cody and his uh, uh, dad, maybe a Texas bull rope match. You know, yeah, and it might get there. I, you know, that looks like they're just going to kind of take a veer off with the uh, Jake Roberts's client storyline, and then probably come back to them. But I, I don't know. I just, I, my head was like, okay, we're hitting here, and you know, uh, MJF got the underhanded victory. Cody's going to want a little more revenge. Plus, you know, it's getting a little more personal. Oh, we're going to a strap match because it ties into the to the uh, strap from a few weeks ago, and then yeah. But yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll get there. I, and I'm not, you know, again, not being negative. I'm just that's where my head went. So, and uh, maybe they're maybe that's what they're going to go for eventually. Uh, we don't really know um, exactly when Jake and his clients going to do their thing and and when that match is going to happen. So maybe we'll get Cody and MJF first, and then they show up. Yeah. So, just just a little thought that went through my head while I was watching. Um, the other thing I was going to mention the uh, uh, what do you think of the uh, Little bit of the bubbly uh, ringside exclusive Jericho. <clears throat> That's terrific. Uh, these figures, <clears throat> these figures are just just great. Uh, highly detailed, highly just real top notch looking stuff. Uh, I've heard there is a video game in the works too uh, that is supposedly. Borrowing heavily from uh, the uh, WCW NWO Revenge and No Mercy on the N64. Um, now, obviously, you would want updated graphics and whatnot, but uh, uh, little callbacks to that would be pretty fun. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's great. It's a growing company. I, I think. Uh, I think. I think it's just. I mean, it's our. You know, and uh, I've heard some people. Say, you know, obviously Cody's got the MJF stuff going on. <clears throat> he uh, Now he's got stuff with Jake Roberts. It seems like he's constantly involved in storylines. To me, and they're like, well, he, he's in everything. Well, essentially, he's your, he's your star. He, he's your main guy, right? So, uh, Dusty did the same stuff. Um, and, you know, if, if you have a on any television show, you, you have your lead star. Usually they're involved in a few different stories, not just one, unless it's a really good one. But, I, you know, I don't have a problem with that because Cody's so darn good. I, I'm not tired of, of seeing him. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I don't see an issue with that. If he wants to branch off in a couple other things, so be it. Um, yes. Well, but he's kind of like, He's kind of like the uh, the good guy, the anti-Jericho. You know, he's the, the good guy version of Jericho right now. Yep. Uh, these are established people that, uh, you know, even even casual fans will recognize. And uh, both of them are great on the mic. They're great charisma, uh, passionate about what they do. And it may, just makes sense to bounce as many people off of them as possible, you know, to, you know, to get that rub, to get that uh, – you know, oh, that guy's working with him. Oh, he's pretty good. You know, and yep. th that recognition, I guess. 
as the people watch and, and see these new faces. It just makes sense. Certainly, certainly. Uh, so I, I think that pretty pretty well covers AEW. Um, what uh, what have you got for us on this day in wrestling history? Well, I'm going to do something a little different. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I have like three matches. That's all I've got wrote down for this date. Uh, nothing major. I mean, I'm sure they're good matches, but no, no big story arcs involved with them. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through them real quick, and then I'm gonna go take this a little different path. All right. Uh, the three matches I got. Uh, one is from uh, uh, March eighth, nineteen eighty six. It's uh, Bret Hart versus Ricky Steamboat. Ooh. I don't know where it aired originally. It's this is from one of Brett's DVDs. Um, that's that's the only way I knew it was on there. Um, sure, it'd be a great match. Uh, the next one is March eighth, nineteen eighty nine. Another Bret Hart match, but Bret Hart versus DiBiase. Again, I don't have a show wrote down for it. I've just got uh, that it's on one of the Brett DVDs, so it may just be some of those unreleased uh, matches. You know, mm-hmm. um, another one that I'm sure would be pretty good. Uh, the third one is it's from a uh, Monday Night Raw, so I can pinpoint that one a little better. It's uh, March 8th, 1993, and it's uh, Mr. Perfect versus uh, Rick Martel. Mm. So, I think um, that's got to be – oh, no, 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 no. Never mind. I was thinking the wrong thing. Sorry, so that's got to be – but Perfect Perfect made it through the summer in 93, didn't he, before he uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I was thinking, I was like, that's got to be close to his end of his run, but he made it further into 93 than I was thinking. It's Flair that left at the first part. Yes. Of the year, so. Okay, yeah. So, but yeah, that, that's all I've really got for uh, the the actual date. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, what what I want to do different is it's not today. It's actually uh, in two days. It's um, March tenth is the date that I want to focus on just for a second, and it's one one thing in particular. March tenth, nineteen ninety, apparently is is the date that the Ultimate Warrior crashed the plane promo occurred. <laughs> Okay, we we are all familiar with that kind of out there, but but I got a little interesting take on it, and I wanted to bounce it off you. I, I think I've kind of mentioned this before to Will, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think I remember me and him discussing a little bit about it. But okay, the uh, of course the warrior was always a face, you know. Mm-hmm. Watching this promo, this is probably the darkest promo i've seen him cut it's different uh there's a different vibe to this promo yeah um just his demeanor like uh his look uh, he's got the the dark around the eyes like the uh he he just looks more a little more menacing in this and uh i kind of wanted to bounce it off you what what would your thoughts on a heel warrior be um i think it would work i i don't know Yeah, I definitely think it would work. I feel like you would have, you would almost have to put the brain with him um, as you know someone who could reign this unstoppable warrior, uh, kind of rein him in a little bit. Um, yeah. No, I, I think it would certainly work. Um, yeah, and, and I've never really thought about it that. You know, that, that promo was a little different. He did have a different tone 
uh, I guess I kind of focused on just the goofiness of like, <laughs> what in the world is he talking about? Um, but yeah, I, I certainly think it would work. Yeah, see, see, I remember, like I said, I think Ben Will talked about it before, and I think his his main response was, you know, the that the warrior, like his character and everything, was was face. I mean that it, you know. But uh, my thought process was, if if you're ever gonna go heel warrior, it would be tapping into this promo. There was something about this promo that just you know, and I don't know whether it was, uh, you know, we were having face Hogan versus face warrior and maybe they thought, you know, I don't know, maybe one of them kind of had to have a little hill aspect. Maybe that's why they, maybe, you know, I don't know if warrior was completely in charge of this promo or if they told, told him, you know, do something dark or, you know, but, uh, I always kind of get this vibe when I watch this one that, you know, could, uh, could we have had a heel warrior? How would it would have played out or something? And I, I would be interested in, you know, seeing that you know of course you know we can't see that now but i i um, feel like it wouldn't be that much different from uh the brock lesnar that we have now i feel yeah. like it would um you would have bobby the brain Heenan playing the part of paul Heyman, um and, and you would have uh relatively quick squash matches he would just be gorilla pressing everybody rather than suplexing them and just walking around, you know, flexing whatever he would do. I mean, it, it, the, the mannerisms is kind of hard to imagine, but I feel like yeah. it would be very similar to what Brock does now if it if it ever, you know, were to took place. And, uh, yeah, I think it could definitely work. Um, and I think it would lean into – you could even lean into, you know, the warrior maybe being corrupted by the fame and the money of uh, – See, I, I feel like you could have played this on to WrestleMania 7. He, he got corrupted by the fame and the money of, of beating Hogan and winning the title and just go on this year-long terror spree where he's just this unstoppable beast, unstoppable warrior, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, no one can topple him. So then Hogan comes back the next year and and, and beats him. Um, so, yeah, that – I. I, I think it could uh, certainly work, and then maybe, then maybe after Hogan beats him, the Warrior realizes the error of his ways and Gorilla presses Bobby Heenan, and you send the fans home happy, something like that. But uh, there you go, there you go. So yeah, yeah, I've I've never quite thought about that, but uh, yeah, that, I can certainly see it working. I like it. I like I like the uh, the Brock Lesnar Heyman comparison because I, I I can see that too. Um, I, I think it would be short lived if they ever did. Uh, I, I do agree with Will, like Warriors mannerisms and stuff like that. You know, the shaking of the ropes and the intensity. You know, eventually fans would start to warm up to him a little bit. So it's something that they would probably have to keep. You know, pr- probably that year tops would be about all you get before yeah. uh, before they'd have to switch back to face Warrior. But uh, I don't know. I, I just noticed it in my list of uh, you know dates and stuff and. Uh, uh, I thought it was interesting. It's something I've always kind of thought about was the the possibility of Hill Warrior, and I thought I was like, "Oh, I'm going to bounce that off Braden. Yeah. See, what, see what he says." No, that's... I thought about texting you, but I was like, "No, no, we're saving this for the show." <laughs> gotcha. No, that's a uh, that's a good one. That's I like it. Um, had never thought about it, but yeah, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Cool. Um, well, I think that's uh, we we got another long episode this week, but we had a lot to cover. It's it's mania season. Uh, 
we a lot of stuff going on. So I, I expect in the next month we probably will have more of these longer shows than uh, than the shorter shows. So, um, oh, and uh, real quick, you mentioned this. I think uh, Big Papa Pump uh, Scott Steiner went went okay. to the hospital, uh, collapsed. Um, the last reports I read, he was it was a heart condition. He is in stable condition. So. You know, uh, thoughts and prayers and whatnot, uh, going out to Big Papa Pump. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, certainly one of the more uh, vibrant characters of uh, in uh, in wrestling history and um, and all that. So uh, hopefully he he can kick out and uh, and uh, be on the mend. So yep, exactly. Uh, but. Uh, I think uh, I think that pretty much uh, covers everything for this week, and uh, we will uh, look forward to seeing everybody next week.